Welcome to the Neurobiopsy Podcast. I'm Audrey. This is a podcast where you will learn one type of neurological disease per episode, and it will be in alphabetical order. I will talk about its history as well as the cause and mechanism, and end it with the key cell or tissue that has been extracted for today's podcast biopsy. We're on letter B today, and I picked a very interesting neurological condition. It is called Bell's palsy, which is the most common cause of facial paralysis. Let's get to it. I have not heard about the word Bell's palsy until the news reported Angelina Jolie, the actress who played Maleficent, was diagnosed with this medical condition. The condition caused one side of her face to drop, according to Jolie. So what exactly is Bell's palsy? Let's dive deeper into the history behind the condition first. Bell's palsy is a neurological condition of temporary facial paralysis resulting from damage such as swelling and inflammation of the nerve in charge of the movement of muscles on one side of the face. This nerve is often known as the facial or seventh cranial nerve. Bell's palsy is named after Sir Charles Bell, who was a Scottish doctor in the 19th century. However, although given the name, Bell was not the first to discover the paralysis condition, as other Greek and Roman physicians have noted the facial paralysis before. In fact, a Persian doctor called Razi in the 9th century had already observed facial distortion and noted in the book Al-Hawi. He specifically said that the paralysis did not affect the distorted side, but the opposite side of the face. In addition, Razi said, I have seen more than one case of facial distortion in which the patient in no way rested at home, did not stay in the dark, continued doing their daily routine, and got better. After Razi, it was Charles Bell who coined the name of the condition in the paper On the Nerves, giving an account of some experiments on their structure and functions, which lead to a new arrangement of the system. He stated that he found the long thoracic nerve, which is a motor nerve that supports the serratus anterior muscle, and that damage of the seventh cranial nerve would cause facial paralysis. Now in present days, about 25 to 35 people and 100,000 people in the U.S. are affected with Bell's palsy, according to the National Organization for Rare Disorders. In general, Bell's palsy could only affect one side of the face, according to the described historical accounts. But there are cases where the condition can affect both sides. So now I want to go ahead and talk about the existing studies about the mechanism and ideology of this condition. The exact cause and mechanism has been a subject of debate and is not yet determined for decades. It was speculated by scientists and researchers that an inflammation on the facial nerve caused a temporary loss of motor functions of the nerve, leading to facial distortion. This can cause further nerve degeneration, however. Recent studies on PubMed reported that possible causes may be the reactivations of viral infections in the geniculate ganglion. Why is that important? Well, first we have to know that ganglia are essentially clusters of nerve cells all over our body as part of the peripheral nervous system. Being able to carry nerve signals from and to the central nervous systems, infected ganglia can be very dangerous. So back to Bell's palsy, these herpes viral infections in ganglia can migrate to the facial nerve causing the condition and these viral infections bring inflammation which leads to nerve compression and the commonly seen symptom facial paralysis. 
There have also been recent reports claiming that the inactivated intranasal influenza vaccine is associated with Bell's palsy, as is the COVID-19 vaccine. Although there is no clear evidence pointing to the correlation between the COVID vaccine and Bell's palsy, a research done in Switzerland performed a study regarding the connection between the flu vaccine and Bell's palsy. In the end, they did show that there exists a possible risk of developing Bell's palsy after receiving the flu vaccine. However, the data also suggests that it is not the direct toxic effect of the flu vaccine that causes Bell's palsy, but rather the following autoimmune disorder of the herpes virus, again supporting our previously mentioned cause. Clinical cases presented that at first, patients would report partial palsy with facial weaknesses seen in the first two days. There are also ear aches and facial numbness. Additionally, muscle dysfunction leads to hyperacusis, tinnitus, and taste disturbances as well. Other symptoms of Bell's palsy include drooping eyebrow and mouth, difficulty closing your eyelid, and pain around the jaw, etc. Moreover, there is an overlooked psychological aspect of the disease in patients with acute Bell's palsy. The onset of the condition would develop impairment in social activities suggested by studies. Bell's palsy can affect anyone of any gender and age, but there is studies that show to occur in ages between 15 to 45. Pregnancy, diabetes, and obesity are all risk factors of Bell's palsy. However, as we mentioned before, it seems like the viral infections are the most possible trigger of the condition. There is no known prevention or cure to Bell's palsy since the exact mechanism of it is unknown. However, steroids such as prednisone that are used to mitigate inflammation and swelling can be effective when treating Bell's palsy. Antiviral agents against the virus, such as acyclovir, may also be beneficial to aid the recovery of facial function. Analgesics such as aspirin or ibuprofen would also help relieve pain, but patients need to consult a physician before taking the prescriptions themselves. Other therapies including facial massage or acupuncture would also improve the condition of Bell's palsy. In a nutshell, today we discussed Razi and Charles Bell and their findings about Bell's palsy, possible herpes viral infections as the cause of the medical condition, as well as taking medication and other therapies as treatment options for Bell's palsy. In today's episode, we examined the seventh cranial nerve that is located on the sides of the brainstem for our biopsy. That's all I have for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to rate the view and subscribe. You can find future episodes on Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Bye.